0: We want to thank you for joining us here on Simmering Thoughts, where hosts Ryan Akers and Chris Dean lift the lid and sample slow-cooked thinking on Christian life and theology. We especially want to thank you for listening and sharing to our last few episodes. We've had record listening, and we look forward to sharing with you this episode as we head into our third course of discussing the fruit of the Spirit is patience and self-control, this week especially focusing on self-control. Enjoy. Welcome back to Simmering Thoughts. I am your host, Ryan Akers, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Dean. We are continuing in our Fruit of the Spirit series. This is our uh, part three of our episode larger episode on the fruit of the Spirit is peace. Sorry, not peace. I misspoke. His patience and self-control. Here we are talking about this and I'm messing it up. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to start with this particular uh, little snack section that we have here with James uh, chapter one, verse 12. And I'm going to read a couple of verses from there. Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. No one undergoing a trial should say, I'm being tempted by God, since God's not tempted by evil, and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then after the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully grown, It gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. By his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the words and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he was like someone looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer but is a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. And there's so much of self-control that just jumps out at me at that, but it is a self-control that is rooted And is driven back to the word of God and is driven back to God working through the word of uh, through his own word in us to develop in us the self-control that we talk about. And it's it's really part of what we're talking about here today with this episode is with sanctification and dealing with growing in the grace that that we've been given, growing toward holiness, to be holy as uh, as we look to our Father who is holy. And that just keeps coming back in this, that we should be doers of the word that we hear. Yes, we hear the word. Are we hearing the word? Hear the word, do the word, and then we'll see ourselves growing in self-control as we exercise the word that's implanted in us. Uh, and so with that, I'm going to hand it, hand that thought right off to uh, Chris Dean, our co-host, uh, and, and interested in your opening thoughts on self-control.
1: Well, it's definitely one of the fruit of the Spirit, and something I was reminded of just recently, and this is a bit of a segue, but it kind of leads back into what we're talking about here. Self-control as a fruit of the Spirit is something that, is endemic in our nature as a Christian, uh, with our new heart, with new desires. And we know that the Spirit is in charge of all that. It's the Spirit who brings us to life and is gives us the energy and the desire to pursue and be more like him. He's the one that – he's the you know, the practical, the Spirit of Christ, the one that actually really – Works and dwells in us and, and, and changes us in this church age Christ accomplished it and Christ is with us But it's the spirit in a sense who's really got his pulse on us And one of the things that I was reminded of recently Is that the, the spirit of God is God is self-controlled and, and and I go back to this often God is the, the model, the exemplar Of everything that we as Christians are, are to be and just as we, in the last episode, talked about patience, how God has patiently put up with sin in this world to accomplish his plan of redemption and put up with sin in us for a time so that we could grow and mature and be like Christ and accomplish what he wants to do in the world, likewise, the Holy Spirit and God is self-controlled as well. Sin is an offense and, and a stain against you know, God and his goodness and his very nature. and if it weren't for the Holy Spirit in one level exercising restraint of sin in the world already, we, the whole world, would be, as Paul Washer once said, we would all make Hitler look like choir boys, and the world would be vastly worse than what it is now. And so we don't oftentimes give God thanks and praise and glory for the sin that he has restrained us from doing in the first place. So out of that new heart with new desires, even even then, the Spirit is restraining us. And and he's got that, he's exercising self-control in a sense for us. And from that, of what we are aware of in terms of what our sin is, even there, we have that precedent set by God how he has been self-controlled and not giving the world or us what we deserve because of our sin. Rather, he's, he's he gave to Christ everything that we deserve, the penalty, the punishment of sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 comes to mind. And likewise, we should ourselves demonstrate self-control as well, knowing that this is something that the Spirit has modeled for us, He equips us to do, and we're really crucifying what our sinful desires are in the first place. We know on a theoretical level, but we're working it out in a practical level that the sin of this world, while it may taste be tasty for a season, in the end it bites like a snake. And so self-control is really working through and acting that out and Doing so, yes, like we said in the last episode, with patience and perseverance, but also with self-control, knowing that really it's important for us to want to pursue holiness, pursue separation from sin. It's really a good thing to do that. And so I feel like I'm talking a little bit in circles here, but (laughs) really self-control is something that is... Under undersung in the church today and undersung in my life and and I feel like in a sense a hypocrite in regards to this Uh, praise the Lord I have the awareness of my sin more than I ever have And, and every Christian can truly say that as we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and the, see increasingly the holiness of God, our sin will grow greater and greater in our eyes. And mm-hmm. But yet that doesn't correspondingly cause us to be all the more despairing because we know what he has done in us and he will continue to do in us. And just seeing the nature of our patient, persevering, self-controlled God inspires us to want to put off that sin put off put on self-control and to exercise restraint and discipline and put on righteousness and work to that end uh, all the more every day
0: i think of a demonstration you know we, we, we keep looking back in the fruit of the spirit and asking the question how are these reflected in who god is and what he's done And one of the passages that that came to my mind was Isaiah 53, specifically seven and eight. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Led like a lamb to the slaughter and like a sheep silent before her shears, he did not open his mouth. He was taken away because of oppression and judgment. And who considered his fate? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of my people's rebellion. And I with that I think of Christ before Pilate and before the the chief priests and the the level and the amount of pressure that was put upon him to answer the question. And yet he stood and didn't say a word. And he endured the beatings and he endured the cross and and the pain and the, the cruelty of that and didn't stop it and could have, and the self control to, to go through that process, uh, the self control in the garden that, that, you know, one of the the disciples were told Peter whacks off somebody's ear and Christ says, no, he had the self control to go through and drink the cup that was prepared for him. And now we are never going to measure up to that level of self-control in our flesh that we have now, but we are called to a, uh, to, to walk after him. We are called to pick up our cross and follow him uh, quite, quite clearly. Uh, And I wrote down also in first Peter uh, verses three to nine, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ because of his great mercy. He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this. Even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials. So the proven character of your faith, which is more valuable than gold, which though perishable, is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him and you rejoice with inexpressible And glorious joy because you're receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And, you know, we can we can we can look to Christ based on the hope that we have and the sealing of the Holy Spirit. And we can know that because of that. Because of the gift that he's given us in faith, that we can have self-control. It is a it is there. We can get there. And as we look forward to verse 14, it says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance. But as the one who called you is holy, you are also to be holy in all your conduct. Man, that's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard bar. But we're, we're told elsewhere that not only are we co- to be conformed to that, but that God conforms and transforms our mind into the image of Christ. That we're transformed into that by God's hand. Uh and there's part of that that's us. There's part, you know, we have work that we do, but that's not to gain our salvation. That's not any of that. But we have a we have a responsibility as we grow in the spirit to work out that as I think you brought it up, I think in this episode, to work out mm-hmm. our salvation. And in fear and trembling, you're to be holy because I'm holy. And and everybody who sees God's holiness or experiences it just a little infinitesimal part of God's holiness. There's a fear and trembling there. And we're to, to understand that. And there's a tension there and there's a weight there. And I'm not quite sure I'm fully settled on how all that works out. I'm not sure I have to be because there is a tension there that God is doing this work in us Amen. and we are doing this work in us. And it's, there's a, there's a conflict in there, but there is a freedom in knowing that there's grace for when we fail and that there's a call for us to walk. As we mentioned in the last episode, walk worthy uh, in Colossians. It mentions that in Ephesians, it shows up actually quite a lot. It's one of Paul's, uh, phrases that that he uses from time to time. Uh, and it was interesting, as I did my study, I wrote down 1 Peter a lot. Uh, I mentioned in, in our in-between episode time uh, that that 1 Peter is uh, one of the books that I've been going back to a lot recently. I wrote down uh, verse 220, uh, which is, for what credit is there if when you do wrong and are beaten, you endure it? But when you do what is good and suffer, if you endure it, it brings favor with God for you are called to this because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He did not commit sin. No deceit was found in his mouth when he was insulted and he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he didn't threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. And I think that's one of the things we have a hard time doing. I think that's part of the self-control we really struggle with is entrusting ourself to God. Yes, we want to take ourselves to God rather than entrust ourselves to God Uh, Hmm. rather than allowing us to be sealed in the spirit and have that hope deposited. We want to go earn that hope. And that's the old man rising up in us again, trying to strive for God and right, trying to strive to God rather than realizing that God has come to us. He is. He has come to us as as our flesh in the form of Jesus Christ and done for us what we haven't done and that that we need to entrust ourselves to him in faith, in hope. And that is where our salvation lies. And if you're listening to this and that sounds weird to you, and if you're listening to this and you don't understand that salvation is in Christ, Go search the scriptures and check it because that's what we're saying. That there is salvation in Christ to do what we can't do, which is earn our salvation. He has come. He has lived out the law that we are called to live out and paid our penalty so that we don't have to. Then when we put our faith in him, we're saved. And it's not just a simple faith of, our, our faith says, you did this, yes, but no, you did this, I entrust myself to you because you did this. And that's a, that's a level of faith that, that God gives to us in the process. And I know it sounds like a paradox, but it's right there in scripture for you to grab a hold of. And it's a truth. Uh, and and it's, it's a, it's self-control flows from that to us uh, from that truth to us through the scripture. And as we dwell in that, as we live in that, as we rest in Christ's work, then we don't have to wrestle on our own in ourself. And we can have that self-control by resting in Christ. That's all we have for this installation of Simmering Thoughts. We want to thank you for listening Uh, to this episode and for listening to our podcast you can find us online at simmeringthoughts.podbean.com on twitter at simmer thoughts on facebook and on gmail as at simmering thoughts you can find ryan and chris on twitter please search for us we look forward to hearing from you please rate us and review us at your favorite podcast catcher And join us next week as we conclude this discussion on The Fruit of the Spirit is Patience and Self-Control. Have a great week.